Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner. This is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And uh, we've got some great smack talk today, apparently. We do. And I am uh, actually having my first real cup of coffee because I've drank two fake cups of coffee. I had a... Um, Caffeine What do you free? call this? No, you know those Keurig things. They don't touch me. You know? That's all I have is Keurig things. Are you serious? You don't like them? Yeah, no, they they don't. The caffeine level in that doesn't touch me. I make a bucket of mud every morning. I drink said That's bucket funny of because mud. My Keurig things, I actually get the little Keurig uh, inserts or whatever they're called from yeah. uh, the local uh, weed shop. So my coffee's always really good. Why do you got to take it there? Every, every, every week, respectable pastors show up to this podcast thinking, I want to learn about church planning. And right away, you're like, let me hold you at arm's length, friend. But but it's not illegal in California, so I don't see what the problem is. God made the hey, plant. Hey, we're recalling Gavin Newsom. Dude, I really hope we do. I, Jamie's like, you have You've to find to. Can we download the paperwork and sign it and send it Dude, in? Tesla left. Everybody's leaving. Who's he going to tax now? Well, the funny thing is, is California is still growing. Yeah. Because well, of he births. shut. Hey, it's he just, shut down. Yeah, it's growing, and he shut down the fifth biggest economy in the world. It's just people with money are leaving. Politics. That's the problem. People with well, money he didn't companies. personally believe in it, so he kept doing his thing and meeting and throwing parties while he shut down the economy for political purposes. And, and meanwhile, he's not helping the big businesses. He's supposed to be taxing because they hate him, and they're leaving. So he's well, wrecking depends. California. It depends. Uh, Target. Well. Walmart, yes. Every grocery store is loving that dude. Oh, absolutely. We're the only yeah. place you can shop. Sweet. Shop oh, well, here. that's what I'm saying. So all these shutdowns when people are like, "Oh, well, you know," no, it, it it's benefiting people. 
make make no mistake, it is definitely benefiting businesses. And not to wax political because you know, for me, that to me, this is apolitical. Just because you're talking on something that, ha- like, I'm talking economy. I'm really not trying to talk politics here. I'm trying to get into the economy a little bit. I'm just, you know, after living outside of this country for 12 years, in a year like this year, to watch now that the election has gone the other way, to watch the flip-flop of the media and people on Facebook is insane to me. I mean... I'm listening to an audio audible right now um, about a woman who was very liberal, who served as Margaret Thatcher's right hand woman. Right. She, She was the only other woman on her cabinet and she was totally liberal. She actually states at the beginning of the book, when she first meets Margaret Thatcher, she's like she's thinking this lady's so nice, but she doesn't know. She's the reason I entered politics was to fight people like her. And yet she fell in love with her as a woman, but totally disagreed with her policies and yet was a speechwriter for her. You know, that's in British politics. It's it's the country that gets put forward and there is more of a balance of power and and not this weird thing we've created in this nation that just still to me boggles my freaking mind. We, I mean, uh, there's a time clock ticking for us. It can't keep going on this way. No, you know, if this were a marriage and I debt. were a pastor, if with this the, were a marriage, that's crazy. If this were a marriage and I were a pastor, I, I'd be, I'd be staying up awake all night praying, Oh God, intervene. Holy spirit intervene. Because I'd be like, you know, despite my best counseling efforts, these guys aren't going to make it unless Jesus intercedes and a freaking miracle happens. And, and that's, that's where this, this, it almost seems like irreconcilable differences, which is the, uh, not only a Drew Barrymore film for those of you children of the eighties, you're welcome, but also it was called uh, irreconcilable differences. Yeah, it sure was. Really, It's where she divorced her parents. Yeah. It was the next movie she started in after ET and we all wanted to watch it, but it wasn't for kids. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, which by the way, it was really funny. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, but Luke was describing, uh, one of his friends at school and, uh, he goes, well, their parents are like the parent trap only they didn't get back together at the end. (laughs) Oh no. That's funny. (laughs) That's I, I actually thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, so he's learning about divorce there by his, his friends at school. Gotcha. Well, I want to point out for those of you on Facebook Live that are watching this, there is my brother's Christmas present to Why me. Why aren't you wearing it? I don't understand. Uh, I should, shouldn't I? I should. I just, I look, dude, I'm. it's a lot of effort. It's way over there. I'm still on my first cup of coffee. I just don't have the energy level to, to reach back and put that on at the moment. I'm not feeling it. What did you think of last week's Mandalorian episode? Uh, Okay. It was okay. What? I know. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> so Barry Waters goes, hey, did you watch it? And I watched it the night before last. I was a little bit late this week. And I was like, you know, I had a high expectation. He's like, dude. And you I'm see like. see his face again. Come on. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I was disappointed by that. I, I mean, wasn't. he did what he had to do. I think they're doing it because they're like, you know what? We can't keep going like 10 seasons without showing his face again. 
They so totally could. They could have never, ever, ever showed Boba Fett's face. And I wouldn't have ever given a flying rip. He's, I think he's starting to realize I'm part of a cult. Well, that, that's kind of what the, that was a clever move on behalf of Filoni to say, Hey, he's part of a cult, you know, because it didn't match any of the, the Mandalorian lore. So, and I like that tension and I, and I did, I did appreciate uh, that was kind of touching that in order to get baby Yoda uh, Grogu to, to, to blasphemously quote the, uh, the, the, the new direction, um, I actually felt like that was touching. He actually violated his code to save Baby Yoda. If that's what it's going to take. I thought the stormtrooper outfits were awesome. Like I really liked the design of what they were oh, wearing. The gray the, things, yeah, or the brown ones. No, the gray things. Yeah, those are cool. You know, it, it was kind of like the Adat Commander. Remember the Adat Commander? Yeah. but he had uh-huh. no visor. Right. It was that same kind of deal, wasn't it? But I was the part that I was like, okay, this is ridiculous is when he takes off his helmet and never bothers to put it back on and everyone's like yeah this is normal you know stormtroopers take off their helmet all the time it's like no they don't he's literally right. the only stormtrooper we've ever seen with this helmet off right right except for luke and han they weren't stormtroopers i, you see, I know you i see? Just, see how that works i, I do you see how that I works do. but you see how that works back at you like you know hey we can you know we can we can have that we have that stormtrooper bodies, hero heads, and uh, Gina Carrera, whatever her name is in the show, is she's a, awesome, dude. Is that a a a, a, a rebel tattoo she's got I on her face? I think so. Yeah, dude, I am so into her character. Like, I literally, I don't know anything about her outside of Star Wars, except that she's an MMA fighter. I read she's an MMA, article. and I've seen a bunch of movies with her. I haven't. I've never seen her in anything, but they, she they so works good. for me. I, I I keep saying, man, you know, and it's not like I don't think she's attractive or anything. Because Andrew's like, oh, you like her, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, honestly, but, she's not attractive, in my opinion. But, but here's the thing: she is so believable as a tough, strong woman, yeah. which Hollywood always tries to get by someone saying. I'm a bad, you know, and then well, they, they got, usually try and um, get like the hottest chick ever and then putting a hat on her and going, Oh, look, she's tough. Yeah, she's getting her hat tattoos on. and like, you know, having her like emaciated and like, you know, and then she's like, she struts around and, and like has an attitude and talks harshly to men. This chick is just tough. Yeah. This chick looks tough and she is tough. Like she's, there's an authentic, this is a strong, tough woman coming through here. Right. She's not acting this. She is this, and she fits this role so perfectly. I'm not in any way threatened as a male, you know, because this is one of the things in this book about Margaret Thatcher that I absolutely love is they keep bringing up, you know, the dynamics between powerful women and insecure men and how they, you know, uh, I I mean, I, I absolutely love these dynamics hearing about that, but there is it's it's not a given that if you have a strong woman that men are going to be threatened by it mm-hmm. um there's always a dynamic but this chick you're like oh oh yeah you could kick my butt like everybody that's around her knows except for the mandalorian you, you could pretty much kick my butt i loved when uh bill burr's character goes oh you look like you're a bunch of fun <laughs> 
And that was a throwback to, you know, he goes, I'd love to, I'd love to see you drive that. Cause you seem like you'd be a bunch of fun in one of those. And then you, your mind goes back to when she was driving it a couple episodes back in that one complex. I don't you even know, remember. The, yeah. She was driving one of those transports inside the mining colony. And, uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. I like the dynamics at the empire's underground. That's pretty cool. Oh, is that what you took that as? Is there underground yep. now? No, well, they're underground. They're 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 building. He was like, "Look, you know, while the the republic is waning, we are growing stronger." You know, they're they're like it was a secret base. It was a secret mining camp. Um, the empire is out. How do you think they're the empire gets? Exist. How do you think the empire gets any money? Um, through harvesting grogus. No, I I think well they're mining right like they're building they're their mining strength. but they needed to build their own stuff and to fuel their own equipment. Well, this is the first order. This is the birth of the first order that we're watching, correct? Probably, but my point is, I'm just wondering, in a in a real world scenario, you have to pay all of those stormtroopers, right? You well, have to feed uh, so all of those stormtroopers. If it's Where's if it's the, the birth if it's the birth of the first order, then the emperor is actually getting he he has that ancient sith society and they're just loaded to the gills i would imagine they're they're richer than the republic where are you pulling this from or oh, this well, is in a comic like a book i read back in fifth grade there's a whole amphitheater of like ghost people you know i i would imagine there's a bunch of stuff we don't know and they all set know up there's trusts. a whole cult they yeah, all set up trust so that bible one c3s and whatnots Charitable <laughs> remainder trust. I mean, it's all set up. <laughs> hey, stop using that big math language with me, Pete Mitchell. I'm the non-math pastor, planter, whatever I am. So uh, tell me, what's what's uh, what's oh. this I hear about a murder you solved? Oh, nothing. Uh, hey, nothing. Scoob. Hey, Scoob. Uh, tell me about the murder you solved. <laughs> like a zoinks, man. <laughs> like, wow, Scoob. Oh, I can't do it. I used to be able to do a great shaggy. So, uh, yeah. Um, so it, this is trippy. <coughs> it's weird to say this on the podcast because I, I, I really, there's a part of me goes, I don't want to go public with this, but, um, there was a, a pretty brutal murder a couple of weeks ago in Carlsbad where I live, where a woman was hiking on a trail and she was brutally stabbed. And they were saying for a few weeks that it was a homeless person. Um, who did it turns out it was a 17 year old kid oh my gosh and he was outside my house on monday and the worker who works on my house was like um he was like hey um he, he was leaving he was like hey peyton you know he never calls me so i thought there was an accident or something i was going to pick up the kids from school and he calls and says hey there's this guy you know he's he's kind of uh kind of strange you know um he's drinking beers and stuff and he was describing and he said you know he's a young kid but i had a really bad feeling about him well it turns out my worker um is from peru he used to be an armored car driver so he was telling me he's like dude i'm i've been trained to like you know the next day when i told him dude i that that dude was the murderer because what happened is he calls me i call my wife he wanted to get on the property. That's that was the other thing. Is he was oh, the kid me, wanted to get on the property? Yeah, he's saying, "Hey, can you take me and show me the 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 house?" You know, because it's getting worked on. He's like, I, "I need a job." You know, maybe you could get me a job. And they're speaking Spanish together, and um, 
And Ricky's like, no, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then my neighbor saw the interaction between them. And he was like, huh, that's really weird. (laughs) Sorry about that. And those of you who are wondering, yes, Peyton really is having his house worked on. That's him. That's Ricky in the background, my worker. Uh, I like to say nowadays, I have a man who does that for me. (laughs) (laughs) You got to say it like this. I have a manservant. Yes, yes. Hecubus, my loyal manservant. Kids in the hall, shout out. So, uh, servant of evil. But um, anyways, I um, I called Andrew and I said, hey, you know, if you wouldn't mind, like, just go look outside the gate. Just want to make sure you're safe. There's a guy out there. Ricky says he's creepy. Ricky's taking off for the day. Um, just lock up. Maybe if you need to call the police, call the police. If, if Just, you know, it, it was just make out sure of character. Make sure the has extra ammo. In it, on it, and around it. Yeah, and what she actually did, she sent the Doberman out. Oh, and nice. She didn't send him out onto the street. She sent him out the yard, and Abby went nuts. So she calls the cops anyways, and she goes, you know, I felt really stupid calling the cops. but Because we call the cops for, I mean, you have no idea what a hot spot this is. Well, I can imagine. You got literally the train tracks exactly. on the side of your house. Exactly. You got an apartment, a huge apartment building right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she calls and they tell her, we know who it is from the description. Stay inside. Don't interact. They send that chopper. Oh they my send, gosh. They send, yeah, they send the chopper. They don't just send a patrol. I come down the street. There's three, uh, you know, like the, the SUVs, the police SUVs, three of those rolling back up the street, returning from a house. And I tried to wave one down because normally I, I know most of these guys because <laughs> they've been here so much. Um, you know, I'm on like first name basis with like the HOTS team, which is a homeless outreach. And so, uh, you know, and I wave them down. They just blow past me. I'm like, oh. So I get home. I say to Andrew, what's up? She's like, he took off. I sent Abby out and he took off. But I called the cops and she's like, Peyton, they knew him. They're looking for him. And I said, oh, well, anyways. Um, Aren't you that glad night, you got a Doberman right then? Oh, sh- dude, I'm telling you. God was looking. Come I'm on, glad Zoe, I have hurry a. Hurry up and get big. Hey, hurry up. Hey, put on some pounds. Hey, I'm glad I have a Ricky. Right. I mean, Ricky was telling me he used to like drive armored transport cars to the airport. And he's like, yeah, one time I was in this shootout. These guys in Peru were, tra- were trying to um, pull off a heist within the one of the airplanes with the contents of the airplanes. He's like, he's like, look, he showed me a bullet wound. Now, now, hopefully Ricky's wasn't on the wrong side of this heist. And I'm getting it. <laughs> but but his whole point was he was like, Peyton, I was trained. That's why I knew that there was something up with him because I was trained to recognize when someone's bad news. So anyways, God was totally looking after us, man, because, um, you know, um, I, I was gone for like 40 minutes, 45 minutes right. to pick up my daughters. But in that time, that's when it happened. In fact, I actually passed the dude. And as I passed him, he said hello to me when I was getting into my car to leave. And he was walking and he had a skateboard. And I remember saying to my brother who, you, you know, my brother seen a lot of stuff in his day. And I said, you know, weird thing is he seemed really nice. And my brother goes, they always do. Yeah. You know? And, and so here's the thing. Um, that night, my neighbor texts and says, Hey, um, you, uh, she goes coincidence. And it's the headline that they caught the murder suspect. And it was like minutes after Andrea 
had called like maybe 15, 20 minutes. So they got him quick. I know from the, the newspaper article where they got him. I know the route he took to get there. Um, and then uh, it turns out he was 17. So they can't release any, any information because he's a minor. But um, I have a friend who knows someone working on the case. And just to be 100% sure, they texted each other and they said, yeah. The, uh, and it, the, the call came from my house that led to his arrest. So it is 100% the dude. Wow. Because right? the cops won't tell you anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so, dude, literally nabbed a murder on Monday. Kind of wow. trippy, huh? Man, I'm just glad you guys had the Doberman who's put on enough weight that she looks like a threat. Oh, dude, she, and she's not even full grown right now. I know, but, like, but I mean, she's put on like Zoe right now. I'm looking at her. <laughs> she's just a lover. <laughs> she's like all dude, all of 15, 16 pounds right now. <laughs> you should have seen this FedEx guy the other day when Abby came out. You know, he comes in, he sees Roxy, and Roxy's 13, and she's like this little like Staffordshire pit bull from Wales. You know, she's not that big. And uh, he goes, oh, dog okay? And I'm just in the process of saying, oh, she's fine. And I just get these words out of my mouth. It's the puppy you got to watch out for. Well, who comes around the corner? But Miss Abby, who's probably about three-quarter size right now, you know, you should have seen that dude did a flash dance routine. Feel the music. Oh, my gosh. He even let out some high-pitched noises that uh, I don't want to humiliate him. But, dude, it was funny. And I've never seen a dude back out in a flash dance routine out of gate and slam it. Like he shut it. Like he, he had one arm, like completing the dance maneuver and the other one shutting the gate and making these high pitched squeals. Like, whoop, whoop, you know, it was awesome. Did he smile afterwards or is your house now on the blacklist? <laughs> All FedEx packages got to be picked up at the facility. Well, so next week I will have a surprise for you, my friend. Actually, I have to wait a couple of weeks. We'll be in Christmas holidays, but I may have ordered and I may have mentioned this. I did mention I bought the Razor Crest. What I have not yet told you is I purchased when I was writing the textbook. That's all I could do. I couldn't go shopping. I couldn't leave the house. I kept buying nerd things. Uh, so. We all couldn't. It was called COVID. <laughs> so I bought this nerd thing and it was one of uh, another, I, I say the, the razor crest was my reward for the book, but um, I wrote two Pete. So I got to buy myself two rewards. The, the other thing that I bought was a gentle giant life-size replica of Gro Grogu known as baby Yoda. It's known as the child that arrives from FedEx pretty soon. So I'm hoping he will come into my yard and deliver. Say, is he just going to throw the box the over the gate? Just I hope not because it would hurt the child. He does not come in an egg or a, a what do you call it? The, the floating uh, talking about. baby pram, whatever you call that. But uh, yeah, so I, I will have my child. I, I So the next room to get drywalled is mine, which is going to suck for recording. This is great for recording. I mean, it's like all this padded studio. But I coughed really nonstop. Your lungs. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, wasn't it you that goes, "Hey, there. dummy"? Yeah, I shouldn't be in here. I have to keep telling my neighbors, "I don't have COVID. I don't have COVID." <laughs> I got fiberglass up on the walls, and nothing protected me from it. <clears throat> pretty much, my wife knows I'm a moron, and we pretty much, uh, yeah, we she's she's capitalized, but she has good life insurance on me, so. 
anyways, to catch a killer. That is the name of uh, today's episode <laughs> and culture. Oh, okay. Pete's is. bringing his dog up here. Oh, here hi. Hi. Put, put the earphone in her ear. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Oh, look at she smiled. She smiled. She likes my voice. See, I got my little soul patch. She got her little soul patch. <laughs> Dude, she's beautiful. That's she how we so roll. gorgeous. Dude, she's like the eternal puppy. She's she's put on she's probably doubled in weight since she had parvo. That was what like I love what I love, Pete, is you have obviously lost some battle in your home because that dog is wearing a pink bow and a pink she's a girl. jeweled studded collar. You have lost a battle, my friend. Princess Leia collars. Um, there, there's so many options. I'm, I'm, I told Jamie, I go, look, I'm going to get her a pink collar, but it's going to have the little metal spikes on it. I love it. That's what I'm going to get her. She's going to be an eighties punker. Oh yeah. Come on. I love Come it. on, Zoe. Quit eating my, my headphone. Cord. She's awesome, dude. She's so cute. Yep. For you, those of you who I, don't I mean, know, she's dog, a pit bull. She's a pit bull mix. So she's she, getting bigger. Oh, she's biting the mic, dude. Look at that. She biting the mic. Check. She biting you. So uh, anyway, now she's biting your hand. She is honestly the cutest dog I've ever seen. She is cuter than my dog. Um, I didn't buy my dog to be cute, but that is one cute puppy, dude. Sorry. I bought my dog to snuggle with. She's my snuggle buddy. Dude, she's beautiful, man. Whenever Jamie shows up, she goes into play mode. When Luke shows up, she goes into aggressive play mode. When I show up, she's like, oh. Oh, or, I'm just supposed to lay next to you. She just jumps up on the chair, cuddles in my arms. Like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do with you. Oh, so good, dude. Why are you eating the mic? Why are you eating the mic? She's eating the mic. Well, hey, should we get into our topic? We're about halfway through. Great, Scott. It's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Arf. I figured I'd add that because, you know. From now on, that's now a permanent part of our Arf. podcast. <laughs> All right, kid, get down. Uh. Zoe Every time I call her kid around Mackenzie, Mackenzie goes, she's not a kid. <laughs> I wish we had her sound. I, w- I found myself this week wishing we had still our, um, our, uh, our, uh, what do you call it? Our sound bite. Yeah. The sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. So anyways, it will never happen again. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I have to have a so, different mic setup in order to do that. That's why. Zoe says hello. So I, I would love to do whatever we got to do, but I got to wait till I get into my new, my new digs, my new office. I'm actually going to set up for filming a little bit better in here. I would like to get my ugly mug on a video camera and do more video stuff, nice. but make it quick and easy so I could just get on there. I found, so no kidding, Tuesday was my 10-year anniversary of being back in America. And uh, I, I went back, dude, I found all these videos that I did like months being back. I started making videos and then I just got shy. I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be on camera. And, and I was like, you dummy. That was blue ocean back then. If, if I had in 2011 actually just started going for it on YouTube, like I had planned. And I, and I wasn't doing it to be famous. I was like, oh, I'm going to fill a void. I'm going to talk to church planners, you know, just. I'm going to do it to sell books. I wasn't thinking that. I was just literally thinking, I just want to help people with what I know. And uh, yeah, and I didn't do it. So 
Anyways. All right. So we're we going to talk about the topic or we just. You okay. want it? My dog is bringing over her. I wish I could show you. She got a little bear. Oh, show me, dude. I, I can't take it from her. Dude, if Don't I start, she's going to think I'm playing and it's on. Oh, yeah. Yipe, yipe, yipe. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Nice. Perfect timing for, the, uh, for that. Yeah. I love it. Should I tell Ricky to shut up? Every hey, time Ricky. you say that, all I can think of is my last dog. Hey, Ricky, you're so fun. When he does good work, I, I sing to him. I really wish that wasn't true, but I'm pretty sure it's 100% true. Yeah. If I come in and he's done like really good work, I'm like, Oh, Ricky, you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. Does he have any uh, idea what you're doing? Or is he just like, all he listens to is eighties music. So I usually walk into the room when he's working and, uh, I'll take up like, like today he was listening to, uh, Depeche mode, blasphemous rumors. And, uh, so, so I came in singing that. And when I die, I expect to see him laughing. And he'll sing with me. It's pretty funny. There's like a bond for people that listen to 80s music, you know? So he's got Duran Duran playing all that. So he's on like some Spotify channel that's all 80s. Dude, I'm sorry about this noise. But uh, welcome to the Church Planner Podcast, everybody. There's nothing to do. So I told him I I have an exponential thing going on. And I'm like, dude. You got to stop during that. Not for this one. No. <laughs> hey, I would just like to say that anybody that's bothered by the the sound of this, we will be happy to give you your money back. Amen. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's like, come on, Ricky. What are you doing, man? Cut your board right the first time. <laughs> it's drywall. He's got the multi-tool out. He's trimming something. I know what he's doing. I, I hung it with him for a few. Uh, okay. So, uh, all right. So let's get into this because I'm recording now. I said that just in case he hears that. I didn't even, so, I didn't even hear what you said the topic was going to be. It was going to be uh, culture and contextualization today. But, you know, we did cover that a year ago. I actually want to kind of ditch that last minute like I do and talk to you about forward planning. For 2022, I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, um, all I want for Christmas is 2021. And then it was like, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> 2021, I got news for you. Ain't going to be any better. That said 2021 on top and the O's were made from masks that were stretched out. And then it said 2021 and the one was a, a needle. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, guys, here's here's the problem with that kind of thinking. Like, there's no imaginary breakpoint at the new year that ends all things. Like, that's a construct for us. The reality is we have now let, we've opened Pandora's box. We've let the proverbial cat out of the bag. Um, the amount of stupid that has gone on this year on both sides of political spectrums, I mean, the, just the crap that's going on. We're in a new level of ridiculousness as a country. Um, logic, um, uh, moral fortitude, all this stuff has just gone out the window. So um, buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, is going to be a bumpy ride this year. So in, in that case, you know, we'll, we'll come back to culture. We'll talk about that again next year. Um, but 
for now in the week leading up to Christmas, I don't know about you guys, but I like to, I, I get really pensive in the winter. In fact, I'm reading a book right now called Wintering. <clears throat> it's about those seasons in life where in the same way that the world shuts down in nature, you know, things kind of go dormant and that nature itself kind of like goes deep within itself and it gets ready for this burst of growth in the spring. This woman in Britain wrote this book called Wintering to say that people need this too, right? And that's true. I mean, mental health tells you that Jesus, you know, you study Jesus, he, he did many retreats and things like that. You, um, you can see that even, even Paul has stopped at times to be put in prison and locked up and slowed down. And so we would call that practice wintering where you just kind of pull back a little bit like nature does. And you, you, you prep yourself for a new season. Now, nobody likes wintering. Wintering can come in different uh, forms, different um, scenarios. Like for example, uh, she starts off the book talking about how her husband gets diagnosed with cancer. And it stops her whole world. She's a university lecturer. It stops her whole world overnight. She doesn't go to work anymore. She takes um, paid leave. She's back and forth to the hospital. She's like, everything that was important to me, like the day before we got that news, suddenly wasn't important afterwards. And so that was the beginning of where she said, you know, that was, that was a winter for me, a wintering where I had to stop and reevaluate all of my priorities. And so um, I do this to a certain degree. And I and the reason I'm doing that, the, the topic today is going to be not wintering, but it's going to be taking stock, which is what I like to do at the beginning of any new year. Now, as long as I can remember, for uh, like, not just since I've been an adult, but even like from when I was a teenager, definitely the entire time I've been a Christian, at the new year, I reflect, I come before God, I reflect, I look over the past year. And um, part of this was inspired by Jonathan Edwards, who had his resolutions. He had 70 resolutions that he made before God. And, you know, it was resolved to do such and such or to seek God like blah, blah, blah. So he had all these resolutions and I was inspired by that as a very young man. I think I was in my teens. I read it. I was like, man, I want to do that, you know, because I, I respected Jonathan Edwards. So I have always at New Year's spent ample time in prayer, fasting, seeking the Lord. And it has always been a key component to whatever I do in life. Um, so uh, take that with a grain of salt. Maybe that's something you've never done. Maybe it's something you don't believe in. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. I mean, New Year's resolutions, people, you know, people take them or leave them. And I don't care about that, but I make resolutions every year and I take stock. So like this past week, when it turned out my 10 years, I look back over the past 10 years and there are various ways I did that. One of the things it is, I look back over all my photos over the last 10 years, I didn't spend long on it, maybe an hour and just skimmed through them like to, to see a pattern. What was I doing? And, and, and I, I could tell you what mine would look like. There'd be a burst of car photos. No, no. First underwear. Well, <laughs> under ruse specifically. Under ruse. Yeah. Then it would be all Dodge chargers. Uh, then it would be all guns. And then it would be all me working out. Like that's that so would be, true. Yeah. 
that is so 150% true. <clears throat> and um, for me, it was really interesting. You know, I, I had a couple breakthroughs that sometimes when you're seeking the Lord for the future, he doesn't speak to you about the future. I find that often God's will is kind of like a wave that takes you. And you don't know where, you don't understand the tides. You don't understand, you know, whether it's high tide, low tide, where it's going to break on the shore or whatever, how far are you going to, you just know you're on a tide. And if I look back over my life, the wave picks me up and it puts me wherever in the heck it wants. You know, it washes me on whatever beach I'm supposed to be on. So seeking the Lord for the future, I found is a, is a sticky wicket because God often doesn't talk to me about the future. He often speaks to me about the past and he often speaks to me about the present. And the future takes care of itself, like Jesus says. Today has enough worries of its own. And God really spoke to me this week about the past. And it helped me gain some clarity for the future. <clears throat> so what I would say is take stock of the past. And if, if, you, if you read the Old Testament, and I hope you do, you'll know that God constantly reminds his people of the past. So when Moses talking, he goes, hey, you guys remember that you were slaves in Egypt and you did this and you did that, you know, Deuteronomy, he parks into the mountain. He goes over their last 40 years so that they can learn what to do in the future. So I take stock of my past year. Um, there's just multiple points, touch points in the Old Testament where they do the same thing. When Hezekiah comes, he breaks out the, the scroll. Daniel, you know, he, he goes over the past and he reads Jeremiah and he confesses all the sins. So these things are really helpful. And so when I was looking back over the past 10 years, which is kind of like a macro uh, uh, evaluation, um, the last decade of my life, um, you know, questions come up like what I've been doing the last 10 years, is that what I want to do in the next 10 years? Um, the last 10 years, what mistakes have I made? The last 10 years. Uh, one of those would clearly be the Church Planner podcast. Oh, for sure. That was my breakthrough. <laughs> so as as I looked over the past 10 years, um, you know, it was really helpful to think through, all right, um, what do I want my impact? What do I want my influence? What do I want? my life to look like? What do I want my walk with God to look like? Where's my walk with God been shallow or where has my focus been wrong? And it's really easy to see when you look back over a long period of time, but it takes intentionality to slow down and do it. So this is what I'm saying, church planner. Um, your church plant is not as important as your life. Your life matters more to God than your church plan. Your soul matters more to God than your church plan does because your church plan is separate. Um, if you see your church plan correctly, it's a bunch of other people's souls. But in order to minister, so not the church, not the entity, not the organization, not the, not the nonprofit, that thing that you're planting doesn't matter. All that matters is other souls. You can't lead other people's souls and, and win other people's souls if you're not looking to your own soul, right? That's why Jesus said to the Pharisees, physician, heal thyself, right? You, you've got to, then um, that's why Paul said the hardworking farmer should be the first to partake of the crops. 
So if you're doing all this ministry, 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 you're the first one that ought to be feeding on what you're growing, right? You need to be the first one to be eating whatever it is you're dishing out. So this time is really important. So a couple things. Um, I want to run through some of the things that I, that I look at um, over the years. Um, one of the first things I look at is how am I seeking God? Um, what things have helped me? So I know personally that what helps me is in the same as what helps other people. But what helps me is to read books. Um, as stupid as that sounds, I need I need prayer, obviously, like everyone else. And one of the things that I really like at this stage in my life, as stupid as it sounds, is I like guided prayer. So the Book of Common Prayer is as weird as that. I've, I've told you guys before, I'm a closet Anglican. <laughs> Nobody knows that. But but deep inside, like if I go to worship, everyone saw sneak into a, a church that has, um, you know, a high liturgical uh, or high church worship, which would be more like sitting, standing, kneeling, um, reciting the Apostles' Creed, um, uh, doing all that kind of stuff. As dumb as that sounds to most people, and I get it, I hear it, I love that. I love connecting to an ancient form of worship that people have had throughout the centuries that is highly doctrinal, highly um, intelligent, highly um, confessional. Um, that's what I love about it. I actually find modern contemporary worship services, although they're free, they're very shallow. And I love the depth that a high, uh, now I, w- I wouldn't plan a church like that at this present time. I would love to, you know, but I haven't been called to, um, to, to do that at this stage of my life. Maybe I will be, but um, like I know the Anglicans, one of the things I love is Anglicans are on fire in church planning. Um, there's a, an email I get called church for the sake of others. And it's a, um, what a great title, by the way. Yeah. It's, um, uh, C four S O is the name of the, and it's church for the sake of others. The Anglicans are absolutely on fire. The cool thing about the Anglicans is they're able, the Anglicans don't have any, um, set, uh, you know, they're very free, right? But they, they, they bond and organize around the gospel. That's the key. So what other people think of when they say evangelical in the pure sense of the word, not like American evangelical, but evangelical doctrinally is, is what an Anglican actually embodies. It's the gospel. Everything else is on the table. But because the gospel is so strong in that tradition, they're like, we don't care what form you use. We don't, but we have this if you want to follow it. So, so going back without getting totally off, cause I, I do want to talk liturgy um, coming up, which everybody has a liturgy just means work of the people. It's what it's how people worship is what it literally means. Um, but what I, it's how pre- people participate, but I'm talking about my own soul. So I am putting together almost like if you went to a fitness guru and they said, we're going to come together, you know, we're going to come up with a personal fitness plan for you. I'm, currently crafting 2021's spiritual fitness program for Peyton. And that's what I'll be doing this year is I'll be, yeah, I'll be crafting together that you will read this in the morning. You'll read this much. And this is what I do. You'll go through these books and I'll, I'll sit and think, what is my soul hungering for right now? Um, 
am I, th- there's times I'm like, I'm hungering for the books I don't know well. So I might be like, this year, I'm going to read Ezekiel, and I'm going to read Zechariah, and all the ones with Z's in them, because I don't know those as well as Heggy I know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, dude, because um, I went the other day, um, I did through the word on an Old Testament prophet. I had no idea I did it. And I'm like, why do I not remember doing that at all? Now, we know I have early onset dementia. We have talked about this. That's not funny because maybe you do. <laughs> well, that's the thing. But, you know, one day we'll look back on this podcast and we'll laugh, Pete. <laughs> well. At least you will. I will. <laughs> You'll be like, I said what? I'll be like, who are you? <laughs> Sorry, we're not laughing at dementia. It's just I have a very, very disturbed sense of humor. But anyways, all that to say, you know, that that's what I'll be doing. Like, for example, one of the things lacking in my life is worship, like hymnody, like like singing. And 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 again, I'm I'm a I'm old school, more old school than people realize. I I, I think C.S. Lewis was right when he said most worship today is second rate lyrics set to third rate tunes. I can't stand a lot of worship. Now, my wife says, don't you dare say that in front of the girls and don't say that. You know that that's not right. Look, I don't want to crap on anyone else's worship. I I think I've shared this before. So I was telling like, as I've shared before on the podcast, I hate praise music I, I hate it yeah i can't stand it at all and jamie and i were talking one time and i'm like no one listens to that music except on sunday morning right and right. she goes i do and i was like oh that's right you listen no, to that but in your car my wife you loves it my wife loves it and i gotta say i don't want to crap on it it's just not for me well no that's so like that's what i was saying it's not for me clearly it's for oh. some people just not me Absolutely. And you know what? Here's the thing is my family, like my kids love, like uh, we have the um, Bad Religion Christmas album. And it is the most kind of hear the irony on this. The most Christ glorifying Christmas album I own is by Bad Religion. It's their Christmas album. It is all the old hymns, Christmas hymns, set mine to is, punk. Mine is that uh, that new Conway uh, Kanye West album. That's a good album, dude. It's That's a amazing funny album. Like the one where it's off. <laughs> I know at the end when he's arguing with his dad. Yeah, no, closed on <laughs> that song. Closed on talking about Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a one where he's arguing with his dad at the end. And he's like ah. <laughs> but um, anyways. You know, the Bad Religion one, they're singing it like a fight song, which if you've ever been in Wales and you've sung a hymn with Welsh people, they're called the Land of Song because those people know how to sing. I remember first. (coughs) Fiberglass. Mm, Fiberglass. It is. Mm. It's not COVID. It's fiberglass. Next time we're in here, it's not going to be my throat. My throat's going to be fine. There's going to be a very hollow sound here because it's all going to be brand new uh, drywall, which it sounds like a tin box once you first drywall a house. So anyways, but they, you know, they sing it like a a fight song, like they sing it with power and conviction. And I'm I'm just telling you, like for me that so I will incorporate um, worship into my daily routine. I want to sing to God. You know, I don't always do that, you know, but that is very intimate right for me 
Um, so I love to do that. Um, my buddy, he reads uh, five Psalms a day right now. Um, it's actually, I say my buddy, it's my sinning pastor, Bill Walsh. He, he reads five Psalms a day on his uh, walk every morning. And he goes, every month, I've read the entire book of Psalms. And I'm like, how, how come I've never heard this before? Can you imagine getting five Psalms in you a day? Yeah. And, and every month you're reading the entire book of Psalms. Like that's incorporating worship into your life. So on top of that, <clears throat> not only my own personal, but like my family, what do I want to do with my family? Um, and, and I'm probably like most of you where it's hit or miss with my family. Um, I know people, wait, 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 you like, hit your family. <laughs> no, oh, never. Okay. Sorry. But, um, never have spanked my kids. Never will. Um, but, but here's the thing is I literally, uh, spin, um, you know, like, like we will, like right now we're doing the nativity, um, like the, our quiet time, we have this, um, advent calendar where uh, there's these little books in it. And you take the books out and it's a portion of scripture. We'll read that every night. Um, we typically will do uh, Lego Bible stories. There's this guy that did the Bible and Lego reenactments and it's really good. I can't remember the guy's name. We give him a shout out on here before. But, um, but, you know, I look at that with my wife, you know, sometimes I go through seasons where Anna and I are really seeking the Lord together and then I go through stretches where it's hit or miss. And that bothers me. You know, if I'm honest, that bothers me. I, I think, well, you know, why is that not a priority? And what will happen is it's like, because my schedule is all wonky sometimes, where like I have all these weird recordings or meetings or whatever, is there's not a set time. And I haven't prioritized a set time where I can do that. Or maybe Andrea goes and drops the kids off. And she's like, I got to run to the store. And so there's, there's not the normal time that we would do that. So, <clears throat> so I'm taking stock. How do I strategize to accomplish these things? So there goes me, my family, my friends, <clears throat> I need friends and I need regular times of friendship. And I'm terrible at this. Right. Um, Friends, you know, it's kind of like God gave you a spouse as a gift and he's given you friendship is one of the greatest gifts on the planet. And you'll, you'll testify. I am a terrible, terrible friend. Right. But like, you're a good family man. That's what we decided. I'm a much yeah. better friend, but not nearly as good as a family man <laughs> as you. Yes. But I have to change this because. Part, part of it is I get so task oriented that I want, if, if Andrea goes out for the night, I think, Ooh, I can accomplish them. Really? Like last night I, I decided to get tasks done and I was dying to watch fat man with Mel Gibson, the Christmas movie, right? Mm -hmm. Where he, he, he delivers presents and he shows up with gun bullet holes in him. Like that's a Christmas movie I can get behind, but you know, so I, I rent that last night and all week long, I'm thinking you rented it. Did you watch it? Or I bought it actually. Yeah. You, I watched the first wow, 15 you minutes. And for the, you were like, I know was, this is going to be good. It was $6.99. They didn't give me a rental option. It was $6.99 on Amazon. Yeah. So oh, I, I was like, well, looks, yeah, I was like, looks like I'm buying it because they won't let me rent it for $3.99. They made me buy it for $6.99. So <laughs> Andrew was, was visiting her mom and I was like, 
I really should be calling Bo Moffat over here, you know, because he lives down the road and, and say, Hey, you know, and like with you, we ought to be watching uh, 3d uh, uh, avatar avatar because I've never watched it. Right. I just and I watched went to it the, the other day. I'm not going to watch oh, it. You, sorry. Oh, come on, dude. So anyways, is it that good though? Is that good? You watch it again? Well, at this point, I've seen it so many times that I'm kind of done with it. It's just, can I, I just come over to your house and watch it while you're working? You know what reality is? I don't have the 3D stuff hooked up anymore. What? I know. I need another friend. Now. Watch it on 3D. Disney Plus. Hey, friends with boats. I should, huh? Yeah. yeah it's right there, isn't it? But Let's you told it. me. You told me. It's great in 3D. Nothing like 3D. Avatar. It's great in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you need to hook it up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a little too much work. That's my Christmas present. You hook up 3D and we'll go watch that. Why do I have no. to watch it with you? We're not. No, you don't. Friends. No, just hook it up for me. That's all. Just get it ready for me, and I'll show up. And uh, you, you just work. And I don't even need you, man. I just need your three D. You know how many times I've heard that from my wife? I don't even need you, man. I just, <laughs> just give me that baby. <laughs> <laughs> just give me that baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I did. So All right, don't tell Jamie I said that. That's funny though. All like, right. Like she and I even talk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, anyways, so here's the deal. I literally so so past that, there's the friend. So I want to up that. You know, that's social. Now we're heading into like the social thing. <clears throat> but then on the work, you know, it's funny. That right there is the last 10 years of my life. These are the goals of the next 10. These are the courses I want to do, right? Like these, these are things that, that I literally sat and mapped out and thought about <clears throat> if you're guys, I'm sorry about my throat <clears throat> fiberglass, but if you're, if you're listening, I literally, um, I held up just now, like some, some things that I've been working on, like I'll write this stuff out. And normally when we go away, I'll get up super <laughs> it's the fiberglass. Why it are you is. killing yourself? I know. Well, I'm moving Where's my your office mask? out of here. Where's today. your mask? Right here, man. Right here. Can I do a podcast in a mask? What does it say? It's covered California. They gave me a free one. Oh my <coughs> gosh. You communist. I know. They gave it to me. I didn't even want to be on it. They 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 go. Andrea goes, hey, I lost my uh, sub job due to COVID-19. They're like, oh, will you, will you get on our plans? They tried to, I'm like telling Andrea, don't, don't get on it. You'll never get out. And they're, they automatically started putting things in place. And we're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to be on your plan. Did it cost you anything? I don't know. We're, we're, uh, she called them and tried to put, put the halt to it. And we don't know what's going to happen, but anyways, all that to say, so, um, my, uh, I wonder if this will help my throat. Think it'll help me or hurt me. I think it's in there. Now. I think it's just in there. You're not yeah. saying anything. You're not helping me. I, I have nothing to say to this. I can't, I, I actually keep thinking to myself. Does he look like Cobra Commander? Like if we put like I do. a blue thing over the I top, totally do, dude. I totally do. Cobra Commander's look. 
Yeah, dude. There you go. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm Put talking your, where's about. Where's your sunglasses? Where's your Ooh, sunglasses? Storm Shadow. Put on your Come sunglasses. On. Put them on. I don't have them. What? No, I don't have them. I have my daughter's iPod, though. You should have just done the whole thing with the Boba, the Boba Fett hat on. Okay. I've had, my coffee's kicked in by now. I can do this now. There we go. Ready? Wait for it. What? what? <laughs> All right. So that's the only reason this post is here. All right. <coughs> so back to uh, what we were talking about. Sorry, guys. Those of you listening to the podcast are like, this is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> but you made it and, this far. <laughs> and you would be right. But that said, um, where was I? I was talking about goals and plans. So for work, I will schedule out and I will forward plan my year based on what projects that I want to accomplish. Now, I realize for those of you in church, church plants, you need to schedule out your calendar for the year. Like in, in, and what I mean by that, and we've done whole episodes on this before. Don't wait till October to start planning whatever you're going to do on Halloween. Don't wait for Thanksgiving, you know, November to hit to start thinking, Start thinking, dream about what kind of outreaches you want to do. Think about COVID, like spend time thinking about like COVID-19 right now. What does that mean for our church? You know, what What haven't we done? If if I had no rules and I really want to reach people around me or I want to, to really disciple the people in my congregation, what would it look like right now? What would I need to do? Now's a great time to be A, asking God. To, to, to spark your creativity and imagination. Cause I, I literally believe that mission is kind of like they say, uh, necessity is a mother of invention. I literally believe that mission, uh, when we're, when we're talking about the Lord mission is the necessity of invention, right? Um, mission is where the greatest creativity in the church can come from. And that's for those of you that have been a part of any of the churches I've planted, that's actually what happens. Mission sparks the innovation, and Peter will attest to that. So um, be thinking about all those things and start planning now. Like um, when uh, when that one year we did pictures with Santa, we planned that thing in advance, and we did a, a toy drive. Like we ran at, I would plan our year in advance. When we did <clears throat> um, our October stuff, um, we, we joined this trunk or treat with the, with the local school. And we planned the crap out of that thing. And they, they went to us and said, you raised the bar. Like we're, what we did is we went to the mothership and said, Hey, now you guys run that summer camp thing. You know, your, your, what do they call those? Uh, Bible, uh, vacation, Bible school, vacation, Bible school. And they had like this Kung Fu Panda theme, <laughs> like, Hey, can we borrow everything? And they're like, yeah, we're done with that. We're not going to run it again. And we put on. Like we took all their crap from like the mega church. Like that's the kind of stuff you can do, but plan it out in advance and get super creative. So, um, so for your church plant, it may not be like me where it's projects and courses and stuff like that. Um, but like new breed, new breed is a network that I run this year. I, this is the year of new breed for me. I am going after it for new breed. Um, I, I have made uh, a commitment to the Lord that I will no longer do anything that does not directly serve new breed. I will not build someone else's course at the expense of new breed. If I do something, um, build some course on the side, it serves new breed. 
You know, even if it's someone else's, it's built into the contract. New breed gets all this, uh, or, or find someone else, you know, um, those are the kinds of things that, that I'm moving towards now, the coaching and new breed, the, that's a network I run. Um, funny enough, we're, we're getting more applications. Someone, uh, messaged me this week. They go, Hey, Peyton is new breed. Not, not to be offensive, but is new breed still a thing? Cause I'm getting ready to plant a church. And I'm like, Oh, it's a thing. I just don't advertise it, you know, but, uh, but that's, which that's, by the way is the secret to growth. No <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, of course. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I actually am getting ready to do all that. I mean, that's so these are all things, but this will point the direction. And and as I spin, you know, a week or two uh, every year, it's, it's really two weeks, really intentionally thinking, reflecting, planning. Um, I would say that a lot of the stuff that I get done is due to that. That's how I can spin different plates and what have you, is I'm planning things out. And I've, I've always made this um, assertion that um, I know to you, but you've even been like, I don't think you move fast, but you see back a house. Like I have people all the time say, dude, how do you get all this crap done? It's because I'm a reflective theorist. I'm I and Pete knows I take a long time to get busy, but I'm thinking about stuff and talking about stuff way in advance of doing it. So to Pete, because he's next to me, it looks slow. I seem slow. But if you don't know me, suddenly I'm popping out this and that and that. And you're like, dude, where where does he have time to do this? How does he have time? Like right now, I'm running, I think, four podcasts. I produce 20 chapters a week. I'm starting to blog again. I'm editing a book. Like there's all this crap going on. I'm building new breed like never before, but it's because I think about this stuff. And I'm as a reflective theorist, it means that I have a huge runway before I actually take flight on this stuff. Um, but it eventually will get done, you know? So that's, that's how my life works. So that to me is the importance of forward planning. What doesn't get planned doesn't get done. So hopefully that helps you guys. Nice. Yeah. And just real quick before we get off, um, one of the ways that you can do this, guys, is Michael Hyatt has a rad journal um, called the Full Focus Planner. Highly recommend it. You can get away in a cabin for a couple of days if you don't want to spend, you know, mornings over a few weeks or whatever. You don't want to get up early. Take a couple of days, you know, block out two days on your calendar and do it. You know, get it. Get uh, uh, Steve Erickson. He's a friend of mine on Facebook, listen to the podcast. He gets away and goes to a cabin and does it. And I love that. And he uses the full focus planner, which is one of the reasons I like him. So, but uh, anyways, um, plan out your reading, plan out all the books you want to read. Um, even your recreation, plan out your recreation, plan out, you know, where, where are you going to go? Plan your travel in advance, get your bucket list sorted, um, plan out your workouts. Do you want to work out? Plan it, you know, um, don't, don't leave it to, oh, do it when I feel like it. Plan everything out. Plan dates. Um, I I literally just started planning innovative dates for me and my wife. Fun things for us to do. This is the crap I do. So hopefully that helps you guys try it. See how it goes and see what 2021 looks like, despite the world falling apart. So, Pete, let me ask you, while you're doing all this planning... You beat me to it. <laughs> how, how do you how do you take care of like your church's payroll? And you know we're coming up on end of year, so you need all those tax receipts going out. And how do you do all that? You know, Pete, it's good that you mentioned that because in addition to planning all this stuff out, I occasionally catch murders in my spare time, and that doesn't leave me a lot of time for other things. So I go to simplifiedchurch.com. Wait, what was that again? 
It's SimplifiedChurch.com, Pete. They're a fast and innovative company that helps me do all my bookkeeping, IRS compliancy, and even payroll needs. And who's the guy who runs that? His name is Joshua Henry, my good fellow. Wait, so he's got two first names? Josh Henry? <laughs> Josh Henry, not Henry Joshua. Josh Henry. And when you go to Josh Henry at SimplifiedChurch.com, tell him Pete and Peyton sent you from the Church Planner Podcast. I love it. You like that? A little, little extra elocution from friends there? Sure. When, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening today. This has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you, if you want to reach the ones no one's reaching, you need to go where no one's going and do what no one's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music